I am nomad. No, you're not nomad. You're an alien machine. It doesn't matter which side runs the village. It's run by one side or the other. Oh, certainly. But both sides are becoming identical. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. There's a 68.71% chance you're right. Cute. End of line. There's nothing in this world that you can own that I can't take with force, except Bitcoin. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Euros are going to zero. The yen's going to zero. The Chinese currency's going to zero. It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. Look at these three words written larger than the rest, with a special pride never written before or since. Tall words proudly saying, we the people. Then what will happen to us? There's no trace of my money. My office is gone. What will I do? How will I live? Your programming tapes have been altered. You are in error. You are a biological unit. You are imperfect. I am no man. Hey, ho, how are you, everybody? Hopefully swell. Nomad 21 here, episode 14. Wow. Yes, it's absolutely true. A uh, special treat in store on the program today, kids. Bata is here from Bitcoin Magazine. Yeah, she's the creative director there responsible for the aesthetics of that wonderful little mag. But first, much to update you on. Uh, I'm currently in the wonderful, beautiful, blessed state of Alabama where I stopped by the Rocket City Bitcoin meetup in Huntsville. I was on my way south on Interstate 65 from Nashville and felt inclined to drop in for a visit. Great meeting Justin and his band of merry men and women, uh, where a great time was had by all. And I've had my eye on that one for a little while since meeting Justin at uh, Bitcoin Park in Nashville some months ago. And for me, folks, the significance of this event that they hold monthly there is the fact that it's evidence that the Bitcoin phenom as a whole is working. It's spreading. So, you know, obviously you have your first tier cities with their meetups and hubs like uh, Nashville, uh, Austin. Then you have your Amsterdam's, Miami's, uh, Panachels. Well, now the idea is spreading into third tier regions like Huntsville, Alabama, where the Rocket City meetup is all thrusters go. Leading by example, Justin and his crew are showing you that this can now be done in your own town. All you need is two or more people to start. So how about uh, dialing up a Nostra account and letting people know about it? Shout it out loud. All right. Uh, then time to thank you all now for the uh, streaming support on the Fountain app and other value-for-value value platforms. It's really exciting to know that you care, man. It's really exciting watching on uh, Satoshi Bot stream all the uh, payments coming in live, you know. Really appreciate it. And uh, uh, 10,000 that Boostio 
Thank you, my man. You know it means a lot, and it keeps me going. Uh, numerous anonymous micropayments trickling through the Lightning Network. Um, you know, <laughs> it's working. The Lightning Network is alive. Ladies and gentlemen, moving on. I had the delight of speaking with the very talented Wonder Kid who's responsible for the design of Bitcoin Magazine. And if you've checked out the latest edition, the broke issue, or any other issue in the last year or two, you'll know what I mean. It's very slick, very cutting edge, a leader among magazines, to be sure. Baza is her name, and design is her game. But... I was pleased to learn how much more she gets involved in spreading the signal. She's insightful, she's passionate, and she's a lot of fun to talk to. So here you go, folks. Directement de Sherbrooke, parmi les cantons de l'Est du Québec, Canada. It's my pleasure to share with you my conversation with the one and only Baza. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rustin from Simply Bitcoin, and you're listening to the Nomad 21 Podcast. It's Nomad 21, and it's my pleasure to uh, introduce you to the very talented uh, creative director of Bitcoin Magazine, responsible for all the beautiful and colorful and striking imagery that you see in the pages of uh, the magazine. So uh, welcome, Baza, mon ami du Québec. <laughs> welcome. Uh, thank you very much for having me. I'm very pleased to be here. And uh, I was pleased to receive your invitation. The first time for me that I'm doing this. So no break the glass. <laughs> Amen. Ton travail, c'est merveilleux. Vraiment, vraiment beau. Uh, it's so yes. beautiful. Uh, I have been following Bitcoin Magazine for maybe four issues now. Um, okay. So I was just delighted to get my hands on a, a real physical copy. I mean, obviously, I go to the website uh, and read some articles online. But it's nice to have the real thing in your hands. And your work makes it such a pleasure to read and to page through and uh you revisit articles you you have already read uh because the artwork is so beautiful and it's just so much fun so um en premier uh how did you get the job at bitcoin magazine um i got the job on bitcoin magazine um like a almost two years ago and i was searching for a job really actively and uh since i was like i just left the the previous job that i had and i didn't like it so i was really focusing on finding someone something that i would want that i would fight for a job that was exciting and uh i saw what, the was it a design job, job? The, your old job was it a design job yes it was a design job yes okay it was, but it was for a, a boring company, like a company that uh, does insurance and stuff like that. So it was really boring. Boy. It wasn't what I was looking for, but still I, I did a lot of work there. Really, 
I did a lot of work there, so it gives me a lot of uh, experience, even if it wasn't uh, super exciting and fun, you know. So uh, exactly. I can say that it, it didn't give me anything. It did. It, I did a lot of things there on different type of uh, design field. So as much as in web and in marketing and in such. But uh, when I saw the offer on BitcoinJobs.com for the Bitcoin magazine, they were looking for um, they were looking for a designer to do online uh, visuals for basically this time they they were looking for someone to do the Bitcoin Pizza Day on YouTube. They oh, needed a package for the streaming. Yeah, and. Um, the conference was like two weeks after. So they were already all really busy preparing for the conference. So no one had time to prepare (laughs) for that. Yeah. So I was giving a lot of freedom right at the beginning. Uh, They told me, okay, we need a package for the streaming of Bitcoin Pizza Day. We need assets, illustration, and like uh, things that you put on your streaming platform, you know? So right at the beginning, I was like, he enough to have a lot of freedom and to like to be able to prove what I can do in a short time so that's what I did I did my best and I prove I prove that I could uh, work effectively and quickly on projects that I didn't know of so this was a good plus for me after that uh, CK and Tommy reached me back and they uh, they were interesting interested in having me on a full-time period uh, at Bitcoin Magazine to do all kinds of stuff. So um, this this was a this was an important point for that that I was able to do as much as motion design and uh, marketing design. I was able to be very versatile. And uh, one key point of this also is that I was a Bitcoiner and I knew a lot about about Bitcoin already. Oh, and I think that this is very important when you come, you you create content for Bitcoiners. Uh, I think it's almost impossible to to achieve that if you don't know much about Bitcoin. That's so That's cool. I th- I think they were they were really looking for someone that knew Bitcoin, and. Um, I started working there. I did a lot of works on thumbnails and like uh, ads campaign and the store and different stuff. But quickly, like a month or two, we started to talk about the print magazine because I was really, I always been into print. I always love print and I have a large amount of skills in print design. So I was pushing for, hey, like, why do we not doing like actual magazines? We should do that. And I think I was lucky. So to, I said, take Kalan, eh? That was uh, what year? Uh, it was right. Um, it was in 2021, summer 2021. Okay. Yeah. So the and, print, the print edition, the print magazine started yes. in 21? Well, the the relaunch of the, the redesign, print okay, exactly, because it, it was a couple of years now that they didn't have any prints, mm-hmm. um, and they were 
still looking at the possibility of bringing it back, but they they didn't have the designer and the skills to have to to make it happen. Okay. Uh, donc, uh, combien de temps? Uh, how long uh, was it? Um, was there no physical magazine, no print? How long? Um, I think they they did a special edition for. Uh, in 2000, I believe. Okay. Like cool. before that, it was a couple years without magazines. So I know that the the leadership and like uh, David Bailey really love print magazines, and um, it was something that was always still um, hanging, but not 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 uh, happening. You know. So um, they, they never left aside the idea of having a print magazine. It's just that doing it the right way, doing it strong and like redesigning the magazine and all that was a very nice uh, opportunity for me, I think. <laughs> it's um, it's a well, it's a, the expression that we Anglophones have. It's a dream come true, that, that job. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is for me. Uh, I couldn't ask better in terms of what I do as a job. I mean, I have total freedom. You mentioned that you were a Bitcoiner before you were offered yeah. the job. Uh, how did you discover Bitcoin? Um, I discovered Bitcoin while I was at school. Uh, my boyfriend was getting interested in Bitcoin and listening to podcasts and um I started to to have interest like in 2018. On top of having skills in art and being an all-purpose designer, Bitcoin knowledge is a major key when it comes to being effectively productive when it comes to designing for Bitcoiners. And that's what I'm focusing on. And I try to push the bar higher than expected on all the time. I'm an insanely stubborn person. <laughs> and I am always very critical towards my own work. And I make no exceptions. So, well, still, mistakes happen. It does happen sometimes. And yes, I... What I like to say is that when it happens, it it is a true human proof of work, Mark. Like it's a stamp that someone did the work and it's not like computed. <laughs> yes, I agree. And yeah. So first of they they hired me for that small contract for the Bitcoin Pizza Day, which was really fun. And I like I really like doing motion design and stuff like that. So I really nailed it. And I was giving full trust. So um, because of the Bitcoin conference, like the 2021 Bitcoin conference was a really good one, a big one. It was like all time high and all that. Mm -hmm. So um, I was very excited. But also that Bitcoin pizza day streaming was hosted by Matt Odell and Rizzo. So oh, it wasn't wow. like, yeah. So I was really excited. And I knew like those, this isn't like, how can you have better hosts for the Bitcoin Pizza Day? I, I don't know, but perfect, perfect, really cool, yeah. <laughs> and um, the fact that I was that I knew Bitcoin was a big plus. I got into Bitcoin uh, because of Max Kaiser. I was listening to Max Kaiser. Moi aussi, moi aussi. Yeah, really? it was Max for sure. Yeah, for sure. Orange peel very quickly. 
and without any noise. <laughs> so I've never, I've never shit coin. I've never had other <laughs> coins than Bitcoins. I went right into the rabbit hole all at once. Directement and, uh, dans le trou. Exactement. Directement. <laughs> Direct dans le trou. <laughs> uh, but, sorry, mon français est terrible, mais uh, I like to practice. No, no. Français très bien. I think about those videos. Uh, I used to watch back in uh, 2017, uh, RT, Russian television, and uh, they would post the videos with Max and Stacy. And back then, the show was uh, a little more, je ne sais pas comment je dis en français, mais it was more disciplined. Uh, So Max, Max wouldn't go really crazy maybe once every 10 times he would go nuts exactly no that's true but i'm thinking of you as a native french speaker in quebec Mm -hmm. watching these videos where max loses his mind and he (laughs) speaks so fast and it's so crazy it's like stream of conscious he's like a like a poet or something yes exactly was that difficult to understand for you those moments uh no no i don't think uh Yes, I understand pretty well. I'm, I'm really it's... close to bil- bilingual. I think it's yeah. just like nervous, like when I'm anxious or yeah. the accent make it a little bit harder to understand me when I speak. But yeah. in terms of understanding, like I only watch movies and stuff in English all the time since okay. I was a kid. So uh, and Max Kaiser, of course, like he's going very fast sometimes. But uh, <laughs> that's the, the magic of uh, YouTube. You can always go back and and rewatch yes exactly so um and it's very it's very important for your job that you understand uh because i would imagine uh you're working with uh baku des americans or like a lot of americans right yes and uh they don't speak english like canada speaks english it sometimes sounds a little bit different uh so you you you're doing very well and and to be able to translate the ideas the concepts Yes. From from a thought to an image, uh, it's difficult enough uh, in, you know, when everything is perfect. But if you're having a language barrier, that would be terrible. Yes, uh, that's true. But, you know, that I think that imagery and art is the bridge between the language. Yeah. So uh, I think that if I can make it understandable and like interesting enough in terms of design and art well anyone can understand it uh so i think that's it's a beautiful way to to say that yes it is hard to translate stuff but when when it's done everybody can understand it so i think it's a good bridge yeah um i wanted to go back i've recently uh like i've been here in nashville for the last week and i did pick up uh, the uh, new issue, the broke issue, which is which is fantastic. I wish yeah. I had it longer because I could speak more specifically about some of the uh, work you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I would like to go back briefly to the Orange Party issue, which yeah. um, I loved and I've had it for a while. Um, what really blew me away as you know, you just try to I'm, I'm preparing for our interview today. And I'm looking at this article uh, entitled House of Cards. Yes. It really struck me. Um, I'm going to say it's it's beautiful work. But what really struck me was the fact that it's so much information, so many 
<laughs> so much text and so many numbers and figures and to present these ideas in a concise clear way is the very challenge of your job but i mean man i just looked at that and it was so beautiful what a great way to convey the idea um who whose idea was that whose concept was that uh thank you for the feedback uh, really um yeah it's definitely a big one it's a big piece and we worked hard on it uh the idea came from Mark Goodwin and me. Uh, we were brain brainstorming together on how we could expose uh, the money flow between political parties and big industry. Yeah. And uh, this magazine, the Orange Party issue, was a big picture of the American democracy and Bitcoin right after the election, right when Bukele was being portrayed as the bad guy in the mainstream media. There was FUD on El Salvador all over the newsstands. And we, like, I will not list all the political debates that were going on at this moment, but it was pretty <laughs> intense. <laughs> and it was it, just sweet, I call it. Yeah. So the division between Americans and is getting wider and wider on a daily basis. So this issue was meant to expose and compare different parties, different politicians with different views. But we couldn't go around the fact that uh, political parties and big industry just send money one to each other and the money always come back in some way. Um, so we always had, we always have a piece that it's about numbers. And this time we wanted to show the financial flows uh, from big industry to campaign donation to government contracts and see who was profiting of legislation in the form of the government contract back to these big industry, especially yeah. looking at eight politicians for Congress and for Senate that were on their respective uh, ethics committee. Yeah. The ones that uh, set the rules of how politicians are able to profit of their positions. So we wanted to show the whole cash flow and voting records and all of this data showing up how corrupt all it is. Um, so Mark Goodwin, Mark Goodwin, and I conceptualized the idea of a. Can you? I'm sorry game. to interrupt, but can you clarify who Mark Goodwin is? Mark Goodwin is. Uh, I mean, one his of my position partners. in the yeah. in. Okay. So his position, well, is a editor, and he's as well um, creative, uh, like editorial director of print. He's also writing articles okay. and you also help in the concept the conceptualization of uh projects so okay he does a lot of work we're, we're a really small team we're like four people on this magazine uh right. on a full-time basis so we do a lot of stuff together and this came out out of a brainstorm together the idea of a playing card game and how we would show the money flow going back and forth between those entities. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like so, a poker poker game or yeah, exactly. you know, something and like that. It was hard to make it work uh, as a game. So what I thought would be possible to do is to make it as the pamphlet of instruction to play the game. So how yeah. to play and who are the figures. Um, so then Mark teamed up with Trevor Garcia, which is one of our collaborator, 
to gather all the public data we could find in an Excel sheet. And you can imagine the Excel sheet was pretty heavy <laughs> and hypnotizing. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So from there, I started to split the data and list the politicians and industry and compare the numbers and play with that. Uh, I had to do a whole process of that data analysis myself just to grab the numbers and play with the charts in a way that would make sense and make it easy to read and to compare um, mm. and still be completely complete and detailed. So a lot of information, a lot of numbers. I wanted to make it feel as a poker type of game. And the layout was going to be the table of instruction. So laying out the data like that, creating columns with tabulation manually, creating charts that on a very strict number of pages is very hard work. But still, when you get to complete that and when you finish your piece and the layout looks good, it it really does it's a big satisfaction because you feel like you solved a very hard puzzle. Oh man. Did you ever, I mean, you, you nailed it. And, uh, you know, the yes, entire team of, of the four of you, I'm sure it must've been a crazy, uh, challenge, but it's, it, it, it's very appreciated. Like I want you to know that it doesn't go unnoticed. And, um, when I was in college, uh, my best friend was a designer. He was going to school for it. So I kind of watched and learned a little bit about the process uh, just through osmosis. And uh, he and I uh, later published an entertainment magazine in print, uh, just black and white. Uh, but it was okay. a stapled booklet. And I was the editor and he was oh. a designer. So we were a team of two. Nice. But it was so much fun. And I really enjoy uh the profession and uh, certainly have a lot of respect for good design. And uh, I noticed right away when I picked up my first copy, I think it was uh, for me, for Bitcoin magazine, the first print, uh, it was the uh, resistance issue. What do we call it about the Canadian oh, yeah. trucker protest? Yeah. That one, it was great. And that, that was one, yeah. <laughs> very, very striking to me. Uh, so I was a big fan right away. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much for noticing and for telling me that it's really an honor for me to to be the one that makes the design of the Bitcoin magazine, really. Like there's not a lot of news outlet really focusing on Bitcoin out there. And I think we have a huge responsibility to spread the signal without noise. But still, even if my work does have a, a lot of importance and a lot of reach i try to stay humble and to 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 not get a, on top of of my stuff you know so yeah um i i do realize that my work has a lot of extent and reach to a lot of people and communities um i really i i'm honored and i'm blessed to have this job trying to do my best as keeping it as simple and clear and bitcoin focused i think that's that's our duty that's what that that's the motto i agree yeah. i love it. and that shows i mean you can't you know you can't be involved in this space uh without bringing your heart to the table and and that goes for everybody i mean you see like someone like tomer strolight who writes mm -hmm. articles and they're so 
passionate and you you can tell that his entire soul is put in to the words and yes. uh you know we as podcasters uh you can hear i mean just listen to me right now it, it means something mm-hmm. it's very important yes. and that's why i reach out to to people like you who are doing things in the space because we're all on a mission and we want that's true we want to win and we and the reason we want to win is because if bitcoin wins then the human species wins exactly so but we're gonna win we know we will win i love to hear that <laughs> which i think is a great transition to this uh moment in time during the podcast and i do this to everyone so don't don't feel like i'm picking on you no uh, problem <laughs> i do this station id thing it's an old broadcasting yep. um uh motif i think it's cool yeah i like it and and i've already used one in one of my podcasts and it's it's really it adds to the show um so here we are folks we do this thing where i'm gonna have baza say uh her name uh what she does and you're listening to nomad 21 and you can also say it whatever way you like uh i would like to do one in english and one en français s'il vous plaît all right c'est possible yes okay do you need uh, do you need me to tell you the words or do you have an idea? No, I'm good. I have it. Okay. You come she she does her homework, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you a uh, a 3 2 1 and then you're free what? to do whatever you want, okay? So this time, right. here we go. 3 2 1 Hello, I'm Baza from Bitcoin Magazine, creative director, and you're listening to Nomad 21. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. you. You should get into broadcasting now. Uh, okay, let's do the, the French version. Le, uh, le version français. Yes. Okay. Trois, deux, un. Bonjour, je m'appelle Baza, de Bitcoin Magazine, et vous écoutez Nomad 21. Uh, we, do, we do that again. <laughs> that was uh, Franglish. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's Franglish. Uh, trois, deux, <laughs> un. Bonjour, je suis Baza de Bitcoin Magazine et vous écoutez Nomad 21. Oh, that's so good. And you know what? That was fun. <laughs> Did you have fun? Yes. <laughs> good, because I think this is entertaining to people. I hope it is. You know, I like it. Yeah, I think it does. It's okay. like a retro, uh, a retro mark to the podcast. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And it's behind <laughs> the scenes. You know, you feel like you're part yes. of it. Okay. Um. We touched on this already, but I, I feel like it's really important to emphasize uh, my question that I composed uh, it reads like this. Do you realize the extent of the importance of the work that you are doing and your team? Someone could notice on the cover, the, the cover of Bitcoin magazine on the shelf of a Barnes and Noble bookstore. That's a big, big uh, retail outlet for books and magazines in the, in the USA. Uh, they could see it there, pick it up. And even if they're not a Bitcoiner, if they paged through it, they would see all that wonderful imagery that you're producing and just fall in love with it. And so my idea is that you might be orange filling more people than Max Kaiser himself. <laughs> what do you think of that? 
Get well, it's a big statement. It's a big statement. I wouldn't <laughs> have said that like more than Kaiser because I really like I I have a <laughs> right. lot of respect for him. This is flattering, and I'm honored to be compared to him like that. Um, I don't know what to answer exactly. I guess I I, I know I know what is the extent and what how important it is, uh, but I do not realize it exactly. Right, and I think it's a good thing because I stay. I stay motivated and humble about my work and I keep pushing ceilings and putting more challenges in front of me in terms of what I do. Uh, I try to stay focused and do my best and I don't look back. And Kaiser did a great job of wrench bailing me. So that counts too for him, points for him. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> really cool. Uh, I was discussing uh, something with I'm trying to remember. It was one of my recent pods. I was speaking with, I want to say it was Cedric Youngleman, who does a popular Bitcoin podcast called uh, The Bitcoin Matrix. Yeah. We, we were talking about how Bitcoin, uh, as, as, a, as wonderful of a concept of a protocol, of a digital um, form of communication, um, of, of money transfer, as wonderful as it is and as technical and, and marvelous and advanced as, as it is, um, it has this strange habit of bringing human beings together face to face. You know, we get together as human beings. We gather socially in real life um, because we're Bitcoiners. And it has that strange ability to, to, to bring us out of our homes and into places where we can meet together uh completely ensemble and um yes. it's mind-blowing and i believe that bitcoin magazine is an extension of that idea uh and 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 a tribute to to the people who produced the magazine uh who kept the flame alive to have the physical copy available and to to reintroduce it uh because it's it's so important and it, it to have it in your hands and yes. to look at it and to read it and to say the words out loud or to repeat them. And what do you think about that idea? Bitcoin bringing people together in a tactile yes. world, in a in a real. Well, it's well said. I, I totally agree with what you say, what you're saying. Um, I, I do believe like in a more general way, I do believe that print is the medium. Um, every history uh, revolution uh, war, whatever you think of. Sure. In All history, of the uh, is big marked. historical events. Yeah. And it's a big timestamp. It's something that you want to keep for a long time that you will look at it in 10 years, maybe, and say, oh, look, remember that thing. Remember that time. Um, I think print design is important in terms of a long time, like in mm -hmm. a long, yeah, in of course, Bitcoin brings people together and it makes like Bitcoin has no borders, has no uh, particular identity or party or like Bitcoin is for everyone. And friends people, and enemies. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, designing magazines for Bitcoiners, it's an opportunity for us to spread the signal without noise. And I think it's very important uh to pay tribute to the Bitcoiners themselves because the people makes Bitcoin awesome. And 
like the the software and the the concept of bitcoin is absolutely great by itself but without the people it meant it means nothing so um that's what we're trying to have in our magazines we try to have stories about people and have um all kinds of different subjects that will reach different type of audience and um that's really what is the uh that's really the 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 mission that we have here for the print magazine and um like myself i wouldn't have possibly imagined having this kind of job without bitcoin you know um i think what you were saying earlier that uh people that works in bitcoin are really passionate i think mm-hmm. it's really important that like you cannot work in bitcoin and not be passionate someone else will take your spot for sure uh you're not mm-hmm. fitting there if you're not passionate about it so i think that it's the same thing in terms of relations and social and everybody gets together in a meetup and they're passionate about one thing and it's bitcoin and it makes for it, ma- it makes everyone forgets the other aspects that makes us di- makes us different so yes it's a true uh re- revolution of economics but as well as social social thinking i think yes that call uh completely uh speaking of which i've i've been in nashville for the last week and i i got to bitcoin park and um it's so cool to meet um these people that you speak of uh developers man there was developers there that to me looked like they were 16 years old. They looked so young. But uh, it was really cool because, you know, young and old, um, developers, uh, yes. content creators, uh, people who make Bitcoin board games, uh, mm-hmm. event organizers, um, you know, every walk of life, writers, um, and, and then people who are just, you know, basically Bitcoin preachers. They're trying to spread the word. And it's so incredible. Uh, and I was going to ask you, uh, because I haven't been in Canada for a little while, what is it like up uh, au Québec? Is there uh, <laughs> a lot of meetups? Is there Are there things happening in terms of uh, Bitcoiners getting together? Uh, there are a few meetups in Montreal. Probably okay. is in Quebec, too. Um, myself, like, Quebec. yeah. Yeah, uh, myself, I really rarely participate in public events and I rarely engage in social media as well. So I'm right. not really, uh, I would say, though, that in Quebec, there's not enough Bitcoiner. That's for sure. I think people in Quebec are sleeping on it, like for many other things. Uh, they need to wake up now. <laughs> but, you know, the ones that uh, do come from Quebec, the, the few that we yes. have are very uh, passionate you know? yes they are they uh, really bull bitcoin are. and uh, of course they are yeah really cool and really like great bitcoiners that did a lot of things in the past that fought fought for bitcoin for the protocol of bitcoin for like i i'm thinking of uh frank france francis uh what? like yes uh of course i have full respect for quebecers bitcoiners that i know but I think there's still work to do up here. On a besoin de beaucoup de plus. Yes, exactly. At cool. least we need people to get 
aware of it and to and to have a, a little bit of interest on it. And uh, I think that the censorship resistant issue with the trackers convoy and uh, like the cover with the troopers from Ottawa was a really, really good one. To that was so good. That was so powerful. So yeah, powerful. It, it's my favorite so far. And it's because it's personal. You know, I yeah. Uh, I designed the page where we have the timeline of what Justin Trudeau did. These two pages, I did it all by myself. It was like, it's, it was not on Pete uh article. It was like an addition from okay. me. And I was, cool. I, I thought it was important to, to have a, a small part that explains why people in Canada and in, in Quebec, especially can't stand Justin Trudeau using the war measure act. Because mm. of history, because last person to use it was his father and against Quebecers, yeah. And that is something that everybody got irritated about it. Like everybody that knows history in Quebec was super mad about it. So, um, yeah, I think that in a way, if we don't uh, connect with people about Bitcoin, we will surely connect about freedom of speech and censorship. And I think those things goes together. Bitcoin is freedom. And sometimes you will find article in Bitcoin magazines that are not especially about Bitcoin, but will still be part of the magazine because it's about censorship and freedom. Exactly. Um, so I think it should be in the minds of every Canadian. And I think there's a lot of work to do in Quebec even more. So, is uh, Bitcoin Magazine available, uh, disponible uh, au Quebec? Uh, yes, it is places? in yeah. uh, it is in some uh, Indigo stores. Okay, Indigo is the Barn and Noble of Canada, mm -hmm. so you can find it there. And I'm pretty sure that people mostly will order it online. Um. Because, you know, bookstores are really rare up here. Yeah. Like, there's only one Indigo and it's in Montreal. So okay. there's another one in Quebec. But you, know, you have to go to big cities and like to have an Indigo. Right. If not, you have like smaller bookstore, stuff like that, that you cannot really sell anything there. Like, there's a lot of regulation about content in Quebec. What? Just as much as on TV. Like... Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, CRTC. I'm pretty sure you heard about that. Oh, before. mon dieu. Ouais. Ouais. <laughs> Je me souviens. <laughs> um, and one fun, uh, fun fact about the censorship issue. Um, so I print everything here where I live. I'm really close to the printers and I really love working with the oh, printers cool. and being there. And uh, like it's it's a part of the work that it's more production, but I do it all and I really love it. And uh, I ship the censorship resistant issue to Nashville by trucks. Oh, wow. It goes to, it, it passed through the uh, Windsor bridge. Did it, okay? did it get stuck there? Yes, when, it got when stuck. When they closed the bridge? Yeah. Well, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like it was, way after the convoy okay. but okay. the border security agent when oh. they saw the cover oh no <laughs> they kept, yeah they kept it uh at the border and they like flipped the pages vigorously until they find something to say 
And they told us like, hey, uh, it's not said that it's printed in Canada or that it's a product of Canada on the cover. You have to say it on the cover. So oh, basically no. we received like paperwork from the IRS and the uh, border security on this issue right at the border where the convoy was <laughs> All that right at that. the exact spot. That's crazy. Yeah, that wasn't a coincidence. Uh, I think he saw it on the cover or something, and was like, "Oh, let's do something to make them like to 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 make it longer for them to cross the border yeah. with their magazines." Because we were literally shitting on them. So <laughs> that's so funny. That's a fun fact. Yes, say trade rosa. I was thinking, you know, that one of them was gonna shake the magazine to see if any Bitcoin would fall out, you know, <laughs> confiscate your Bitcoin. <laughs> I was going to talk about yep. illustration. Uh, initially, I, I wasn't sure if you did illustration, but now looking at the back cover of the uh, the latest issue, right? Oh, the broke issue. This wasn't done by me. This oh, I thought that was yours. Marcus Connor, the legendary okay. Marcus Connor. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. Let's talk about uh, his work on the back cover. Yeah. Um, I was honored to work with him, honestly, like giving directions to uh, a well-known Bitcoin artist like that is an honor. And cool. he really did a really, really great job. I, I already had an idea of what I wanted to show on the back cover. I wanted it to look like a Finding Waldo type of art. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. I wanted to be really... Uh, detailed and like that you can look at it for for a long time and still find new things that you didn't saw before and I had like a huge bullet list of things that I wanted to put in there and I just gave that to him and he literally slayed it like he nailed it totally I I am very pleased by his artwork it's, it's really exactly cool. what I wanted and I think it fits better just so good with the cover, the front cover, which is a a dunk directly to Forbes. And yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So we're we had hard with this one, and like there was some decisions making that needed to be like, okay, are we doing this? And is it like what is the consequences that can happen? <laughs> and like, I, I bet you that conversation is going to yeah, happen a lot. So. Yeah, right until the end, right until yeah. we hit print. <laughs> so, oh man, I love it. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to learn how to be a designer because it sounds like fun. <laughs> it um, does. It really is fun. But uh, it's not only me. You know, the team is awesome. Uh, Joe Rogers is my my manager, and he is the most awesome person, literally. And like Mark Goodwin, it's a very nice author that really has a lot of detailed and technical work he, like i cannot say enough and like germano uh, mike germano is the president now but he's also like the product manager of the bitcoin print magazine he's the one that brought it back and said okay let's let's do a print magazine and gave me the chance to do the first issue which was the el salvador issue and oh cool he is really motivated and he like like he's well, he's not scared of anything like that's what you need. That's yeah. Amazing. He's always all in. <laughs> well, I want if I meet him, I would like to buy him a drink the next time I see him. Hopefully of at course. Bitcoin Park, because I really appreciate the work that you y'all are doing. It's really good work. Um, well, thank you. 
Oh, pas de problème. What are some of your influences for the style of the magazine? Um, there's a lot to encompass. There's illustration, like we just talked about with Mark. There's uh, straight up factual uh, knowledge and information that you must convey in a in a discernible way. Uh, there's advertisers. There's mm-hmm. um, there's so much that goes into any one of these issues, and they're big books. They're not like tiny little flyer uh, no, that's style. True. They're they're really meaty. Um, value for value. A big chunk. Yeah. <laughs> so, w- what are your influences uh, in in this kind of media? Uh, do you have any magazines that you've loved all your life, or you know, I'm reminded of of Adbusters and uh, mm-hmm. Vice Magazine. I mean, not exactly. Yeah, Vice course, Magazines. But... Well, actually, Mar- Mike Dermano, uh, the president that I was talking about, yeah. was at Vice before. So um, he had he brought a lot of knowledge that he has in publishing magazine from Vice. Right. So that's one thing, and we all know that today Vice is not the Vice that we had before. It's changed, and, man. Yeah, it's changed. It has been it has been sold. Uh, I remember the Vice from Montreal that were super controversial. And Gritty. They were they were talking yeah. against the media. A lot. They were like yeah, it's totally the opposite today. So of course, Vice inspired me in some way because I have a pile of old Vice magazine, the oldest mm-hmm. ones. They are really like controversial and provocative and all that. And not long before I got to Bitcoin magazine, there was the the cyberpunk game that came out. And in London, they were printing magazine, the cyber magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I thought it was beautiful and I bought it because Grimes was doing the cover and I was excited to see Grimes on the cover with her character from the game. Oh, okay. And, uh, I really love cyberpunk stuff. And yeah. Like I bought this magazine and it was a chunk like that. And it was uncoded paper and it was like, I feel, I felt like one or two person designed the magazine and it was just they made it their their magazine, right? Just like they want it, and that's how I feel when I work. And I would say, like the style that you see in the magazines are really my style, because I did a lot of things uh, as personal projects for school, for example, our portfolio and all that. And I've always had a bold. I'm sorry. That was college. Sejip. What do we say? Sejip. Exactly. Just don't do Sejip. Okay. Yeah, Sejip. So it's a three-year, uh, three-year college, and uh, I really, I was really good at it. Actually, I was like, sometimes I was fighting with teachers because I, I was stubborn and I knew <laughs> I would have good grades anyway. And I was like, no, I'm doing this. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you say, I will do it. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah, in doing the the the, the school program, really showed me that I was doing the right thing. Like I was convinced after that, that I was meant to do design. If you're, if you're uh, a little bit of advice for you, if you're pissing people off, you're doing a good job. That's exactly what I think. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. I'm glad (laughs) I was, I was worried about the youth of today, but now you've set my mind at ease. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that. I am myself a little bit worried about the, 
Z Z generation and all that. But uh, no, you know that, what? Bitcoiners, the the youth of the Bitcoin movement, gives me hope. Yeah. I, I like they're so good. Exactly, they're, they're amazing. They're real. You guys are bringing it on, and you don't give a shit. And I love That's that. That's true. And like yeah. for me, Bitcoin and like the Bitcoin community really, really helped me go through this pandemic and keep it focused on Bitcoin and to see everyone like aligning their values together while the whole world is going into a pandemic of lies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, it really helped me like mentally and like having to keep it uh, your head up on top of the water you know yeah so, to stay positive yeah to stay positive and all that i think I, I don't know what i would have done uh, exactly. during, during that period you know well i was in canada uh i was oh. uh in the <laughs> toronto area and toronto yeah. uh say fuck you okay sorry yes, i said it, it but it's really messed up uh, it is it is a, i um, really hate toronto I, there's I a lived mass there for a while. Like, yeah oh sorry yeah <laughs> it's really it's but really bad there's a mass psychosis happening and it was so hard to endure when you're an outsider when you don't mm -hmm. like and uh, nobody was happy to talk to me they did not want to hear my ideas and what i thought and they would try to shut me down but i'm a very uh stubborn uh person and That's uh, good. i say it like it is and i got in countless arguments and debates and um yeah it was sad, but uh, ultimately, I, I felt like uh, there is nothing here for me anymore. I'm getting out. Um, so I'm, I'm glad I did. But I'm glad yeah. the positivity of Bitcoin the whole time, you know, I could talk to people like you or I could listen to a mm -hmm. podcast or I could uh, read something. And it gives you a little strength to go on. I agree. I agree. And I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel the same that they've been saved a little uh, saved in some way by bitcoin during those times because like we know we know already that a lot of people were like thinking suicidal and all that but mm -hmm. i don't I don't think that bitcoiners would <laughs> i think that bitcoiners were like bullish and that's a very very different kind of state of mind so i think that people that didn't understand bitcoin and we're like in that uh, spiral of bullshit every day. Mm -hmm. We're like irritated to hear about Bitcoin and hear people being positive and talking about something else than what they were hearing about because they didn't understand it. So I felt that a couple of times. Like people are so much in denial that they don't want to hear anything good. They, it's bad and they want it. They want you to feel bad with them. Like, <laughs> yeah, they want to bring yeah. it down with yeah. them. And it's like, how can you be positive about anything? Like, but anyway, years has passed. And today I still see that denial all the time and it pisses me off. And it's incredible and, that people yeah. can be so yes. attached to their idea of the world. They, that, and that even they if they know they were wrong, they were wrong or they know the data is out and you can search for it and look at it. Dude, people they, they are, will not do it. People are dropping dead, literally. Yeah, exactly. And we're all pretending like or they are all pretending like like this is this is 
this is all good. Everything's fine. Yeah. And it, they find all the kind of excuses to say that, oh, well, you can have a heart attack because of this or because of I that. Know. What? Well, yeah. Yeah. Since, uh, it's like a, it's a, I keep saying to people, there's a classic movie. I just watched it the other night. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you get a chance, you should watch it. It's called Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And oh. uh, the original film uh, was black and white from 1956. Um, uh, Milneuf Saint And um, mm -hmm. it's a really great movie. It's about uh, space seeds that come from outer space. And they nice. land on planet Earth. And then they start infecting people. And uh, everybody becomes cloned. And uh, there's so many. Like I, when I watch that, I'm like, that's what happened during the pandemic, man. That's exactly what happened. All my friends and or family went is crazy. Or what is going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Because the yeah. narrative now is kind of crazy. Oh, and yeah. And they're talking yeah. about UFOs now, which is. Yeah. Which is like the next step in conspiracy. Like, Game don't you real. think that, <laughs> like, people are afraid to admit it to themselves, maybe, because when they watch this bullshit, yeah, you oh, have are. to know, you have to know, like, oh, man, now it's UFOs. Like, you gotta, I, mm -hmm. nobody is that dumb, are they? Well, we would have, we like, everybody that was talking about UFOs were considered stupid until last week, so... Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, crazy. Uh, and yeah. what I think is that those balloons were there and passing through before, but right now there's something to cover up. It's so, a distraction. Yeah, it's a dress a distraction. Like no, but, way I, I mean the fact that they're that for so long. Sure. But they're trying to create a mystery around it, like it could be yeah. from another world. Come on, man. It's a balloon. And I don't even know if it's from China. Like, did you put it up there yourselves? It's just a story <laughs> to distract us. But the fact that people are actually talking about UFOs and aliens and stuff, I can't believe the nonsense. No, me, me neither. Seriously. Like, That's why we need the signal. Exactly. And cancel the noise. Like, signal without noise. And uh, focus on Bitcoin. Focus on getting healthy and wealthy with bitcoin and i don't think that any of this is easy to believe like we don't know who believe who to believe what is real what is yeah. not and like, it, it doesn't does it even matter uh, no exactly it doesn't even yeah. matter and people should not spend any energy on it like what i spend my energy on right now it's really creating content for bitcoiners because hyper bitcoinization is happening now and that's the biggest story out there, but nobody's talking about. Amen, sister. I think yes. that's a great way to wrap up. Um, <laughs> I want to uh, thank you. C'était un gros plaisir, madame. Merci à toi aussi. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. N'importe quand. We can do this yes, anytime. anytime. Well, I would like to do it again. It'd be fun to catch up. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in a I don't know, a half a year or another year or whatever. Of course, of course. There will be other magazines. And the next be... one will be the next one will be pretty strong. Amen. We're working on something pretty, pretty good now. So I'm excited for the next one. Okay. I'm gonna watch out for it. Um, <laughs> where can people find you, uh, Baza, uh, if they want to learn more about uh, Bitcoin magazine or what you're doing personally or, or, or just 
anything you would like to promote, please let us know right now. The Bitcoin magazine, print magazine has a its own handle on Twitter. It's the BTC mag. You can find us there and stay in touch on any updates from print magazine. And uh, myself, it's Baza. Can, my handle is Annabelle Bazzi. Thank you for following me, by the way. Thank oh, you. it's a pleasure. That's how I discovered you. I, I mean, I've seen your work. I knew your work before I knew who you were. So it was really cool when I saw, and it took me like a month. And then I read a caption that said you were doing Bitcoin magazine artwork. I'm what? Oh my gosh. We got to oh. reach out to her. Sorry, I interrupted. Well, Go ahead. No problem. Um, I think your your podcast is very interesting and it's really a, like keep it simple keep it like uh, people interactions, you know, conversation, people. And um, I'm really glad you you invited me. It's my first time doing a podcast and I enjoyed it. And I thank you for that. Yandi <laughs> Malcham. How about that? She's a wonderful young lady, don't you think? Uh, you know, I'm really struck by the importance, the regard which she holds for her work. You heard her say it herself. It's a duty. And you can see the proof of work for yourself in each issue of Bitcoin magazine. As a matter of fact, check this out, a little side story. The thumbnail for this very episode of my pod, well, Baza took it upon herself to put it together. She asked me for my logo and uh, sent me back that image. Amazing. Uh, merci, Baza. Mais quoi maintenant? The standard for my thumbnails has risen dramatically now. Thanks a lot. I feel the pressure, man. Thank you. Uh, no, sincerely, thank you very much. I look forward to talking to Baza again in the future, uh, and I look forward to hearing from you folks. Uh, thank you so much for spending your time and uh, supporting N21 through the Value for Value streaming via the Lightning Network. You know who you are, and I really appreciate it. Lots more coming your way here on the little program on wheels from my studio in a van. Um, nothing to say but a tanto. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>